What's up, y'all? This is Tony Powell, and you're listening to Powell to the People, the podcast, episode 243. Once again, the greatest, the finest, the most extraordinary League of Gentlemen to ever grace a podcast stage is reconvened once again to talk that stuff. When I want to know what's going on with the New York City transit scene, who do I go to? What expert do I trust other than my cousin, Mr. Keith Powell, what's going on, Keith? And I am feeling good today, and it's great to be here with the family once again. And when I talk TV news, who do I go to? What expert do I have faith in other than my brother? My favorite director, Mr. Mark Powell, is in the house. What's going on, Mark? What's up, fam? What's up, world? And when I want to talk local New York City real estate, who do I go to other than the man they call Eddie Kane Jr.? The world calls him Derek Powell. I simply call him my cousin. What's going on, DP? Everything is good. Always good to be in the cypher with the cats. How you guys doing? Well, we're good. Uh, we're good. We just, uh, I guess we do have to do some house cleaning again, because I know uh, if I don't say something, there'll be problems uh, from disgruntled uh, problems? cast members. What, what problems will there be? Uh, I don't know. I'm just saying. I mean, you know, uh, the show did, we were supposed to take, but, uh, Three o'clock. That's what I believe we were, we all agreed to, and then uh, it's we not, had whoa, to move whoa. it. To, it's not believe. That's what we agreed to. Read the text. It's take out believe. Okay, we agreed to three o'clock, Do and then know. I made an executive decision, uh, an accommodation, because you know I'm big on accommodations, right, DP? Uh, <laughs> I made an accommodation to move us to three thirty, and then uh, we had to move it again to. 345. Now, I, I guess you went to go to the movies, and we'll talk about that in a minute, uh, and I'm just curious as to whether you flew in to another state to watch this movie, or was this movie <laughs> in a local neighborhood? That's what I want to know. It took a long time to, to get home. Listen, it was 30 minutes away to the good theater, so I went up into the Christiana Mall to watch Mission Impossible. Now, for those of people who are listening around the country, that's Christiana Mall is somewhere in where? In Delaware? It's, it's in Delaware. Okay. In uh, Delaware, at the beginning of Delaware. All right. But I was on the job. I was on the job. You know, I was requested to go check this movie out. So I was uh, giving my uh, reviews of it. So I went to see it. And uh, I didn't know the movie was actually that long. You know, I thought it had been finished around about two. Well, why don't you share what, what movie you went to see? Since this is certainly summertime and it's the time of the blockbuster. And since you have seen it you can certainly give us a thumbs up thumbs down uh, not a full review because i haven't seen it yet and i want to see it but uh, what would you go see i went to go see mission impossible and uh, to our audience i advise all to go see it great movie you will be on the edge of your seat that's how good the movie is now tom cruise is not you know, decided to sponsor or endorse us, uh, even though uh, we are sponsoring and endorsing his product. But yeah, yes, Mission Impossible. I've I've enjoyed the entire series, including including the very first one. I know you guys have a problem with the first one, but I thought the first one was great. And that's the only reason I went to see the second, third, the fourth, fifth, and sixth. Seven, I think. This is this is seven, right? Yeah, Number this, seven. It's a two parter. Yeah, I enjoyed them all. The first one, I I didn't I didn't hate it. But I didn't like it as much as the from two through whatever we're up to now. I mean, he, yeah, he, I mean the movies are incredible. He does a lot of his own stunts and 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 the stunts and the the setups are, are amazing. Again, I haven't seen this one yet, so I don't want to. I yes. don't want to. 
I don't want to blow anything or give any spoilers away, but I'm definitely planning on going to see this. I haven't, you know, I haven't gone to see a whole lot of summer blockbusters yet. I missed, I did not go see uh, The Flash. I have not seen The Transformers. I have not seen, uh, I think, a lot, a lot of these movies. Um, so I guess I'm, I'm behind the times. And I have a pass to go see. I just haven't gone to see them. So, uh, I thought you were going to use that pass with you and Dirk going. You and Dirk are going to go together, right? We can do that. Yeah. Well, but, wait, 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 hold on for a second. Hold on. Don't don't volunteer me for nothing, man. Well, that's, that's you don't go step. to the movies. First don't of all, don't, vol- don't, vol- don't volunteer me for nothing. Well, let's let's get back to the tardiness. That's that's it. Is that it? I mean, you're talking about. I mean, that's and you good with that? So Mark and I know going forward, that's all that's needed. Is that is that well, the standard? Uh, no, no, no. What 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 happened first? Did did or did we not? Let's just keep it a buck. Did we uh, are we taping in an accommodation fashion today? Yes or no? Yes. Yes. Ah, okay. And so since we're taping in an accommodation fashion, since we're out of our normal routine, uh, people make plans. They make it. And, and, and as I always do, I'm flexible. I work around people's situations. And it's four I, was, I understand that. But I was told. I was told that a certain time was good. Three o'clock was good. Um, and confirmed. I was told, no, I, but prior to that, but prior to that, he did say between three, three thirty, not sure. Try to, you know, wasn't sure what time he'd be back. So there was some, and that was four. Wiggle, no, there was some wiggle room. We were not sure. Uh, but we knew somewhere between three and three thirty, meaning that the time was going to be flexible, meaning that there were, that there were did possibilities. You ask him if he stopped to get any, did you ask him if he stopped to get anything to eat? Okay, let me ask that. Did you stop to get anything to eat? No. Ah, so that's settled. Did you stop for gas? Did you go to the no, ATM? No. When you walked inside the movie, the let me tell you, let me show you how to supervise supervision. When you walked inside the movie theater, you said you didn't realize how long it was. Did they have the start and end time there? Did you check your phone? Movie? I mean, did you do anything to make sure that you had ample enough time? Yes. It started at 11.40. Well, 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 at 11.40... We'll be out by two thirty. Okay, so you 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 had the start time of eleven forty, right? Yes. Is that accurate? Yes or no, sir? Yes, accurate. Okay, so did you look when you walked into the movie theater and paid Joe ten dollars for two because it's cheap Tuesdays? Uh, that's why you went. Your wife needs to understand that. You know, you you got a bargain. Um, did you see the time of the next showing of the next movie for Mission Impossible? And kind of could gauge it, so you didn't look at that. No, no, because we ordered it online. You rushed to the concession stand to get extra butter on the popcorn. Is that what happened? And you didn't no, pay no, attention. I do, no, I don't do butter on popcorn. I don't do. I don't do popcorn at all. Did you sneak any snacks in today? And that was your focus. We just trying to figure out what happened no. that you lost track of time. No, I didn't lose track of time. It was the previews that took most of the time. The twenty, 20 minutes, minutes were the previews. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So when the previews movie. was going on, thank you, supervisor, for jumping in and agreeing with the previews. Did you decide at that time maybe I need to send a text message to see I'm going to be running late, or you was just you know maybe you guys were making out in the movies, you know, reliving your kid days? I don't know. <laughs> nah, brother. Nah. <laughs> okay. You had your hands. So you had your hands on your lap with like they crossed like a like a pretzel. No. Your hands was your arm was around her. Arms on the, on the chair. 
because they had the reclining chairs since you haven't been to the movies in a long time. Okay, I'm just the trying to figure out what I'm, I'm, I'm trying just, to you know, understand. They have reclining chairs. The chairs come back. You lift your leg up. You, you know, you, to where you um like to sit. So, it's like the old days, Derek, where you just sat down and plopped down and the seat didn't move. I got you. So it's possible that you could have dozed off and took a nap. It was so comfortable. No, I didn't doze off. Movie okay, is too damn good it. to doze off. These are questions <laughs> that need to be asked moving forward. Supervisor, just don't let this guy slide. You know, he, he did something other than what he's telling us, but we're going to get to the bottom of it. You know, he did something else because this is not like him to be tardy like this. I think he stopped at Krispy Kremes or something and, you know, you know, if we hear him nibbling while we on the show, we know what happened. So you, you're saying that you don't accept his excuse. You don't. Let me clarify, because there's 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 reasons, and there are excuses. Excuses. Dog ate my homework. That's why I didn't do it. And well, that's, that's what he's doing. I don't have it. That's an excuse. A reason is I had to watch my baby sister because my mom doesn't get home till after midnight, and I was concerned. That's a reason. Now he's given a reason. He's saying that the movies, uh, trailers. Ran extra long because it is the summer, as the, as Keith said. You do not go to the movie, so they have twenty minutes worth of trailers. That's facts. Uh, and I and I heard that the movie it's a two part movie uh, that could, I, based on the running time, could maybe have been three parts. I mean, because it's about three hours. I'm guessing close, like two hours and forty some odd minutes. I think yeah. running time. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so you're talking about a three hour event. So you're getting out. You get there at 11, 12, 1, 2, 3. That's 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 just over two o'clock. And it's a half hour to get there. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of like in that, in that wheelhouse. Every week you open the show talking about your transportation expert. Would you be that's happy true. if the bus was late an hour? Would you be okay with that? <laughs> <laughs> he got their bus late an hour, but he's your transportation expert. You need to change the way you say that, man. I mean, you, you need to do a new introduction. If you had to get to work and relate on a train and the big fella's your transportation expert and he pull in there an hour late and he got a, a, a cup of coffee in his head, you okay with that? No, that's a good point, Keith. What's the story? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't use public transportation and the highway was clear. So I was in my car and I'm 30 <laughs> minutes away and I was running between 80 and 85 to get here. To make sure I'll be on time. That's crazy. Just doing my thing. Well, Mark, if I'm doing the 8085, there was cars passing me. I thought maybe I was driving a little slow. <laughs> okay, well, that's, even, that's even crazy. I'm saying that's crazy because there's no way in hell I'd be rushing back to get back from something leisurely to do something passively. Well, so, it's because you see what I'm going through right now, right? I would have done it. I would have got, got back when I got back. Just like, just like I'm on vacation. I'm at a movie. I get back <laughs> when I get back. So I'm not see, rushing this, to get back. And I would try to get I, back, but I am not going above and beyond to do such. If, if, if my man, the supervisor, would have checked his little brother a while ago, we wouldn't be having these issues. He is consistent. He's telling you what he ain't going to do. I'm not rushing. I'm on vacation. I ain't making no exceptions. Work around me. You got to deal yet, with this, man. And yet, he's here. Well, no, we're not talking. You know, he he's good. But the, the tardiness, I'm glad you said, you know, what you said. You know, I know you were trying to tap dance. That's your man and all. But I'm glad we got to the bottom of it, you know. He is the transportation expert, and it is unacceptable to be an hour late. 
Okay, we can move forward. I'm good. <laughs> oh, right. my goodness. Right. I tried to tell you. I tried to warn you. I, t- I, I told see. you when you called I me the call. I, t- I tried to tell you. Uh, he, did he, did, he did He did. See, again, he did call me. Now, when you call a couple of weeks ago, uh, you called to say, I'm trying, but it ain't going to happen. Well, at least you knew so you could start on time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I, I ain't have you wait like he did, shoot, man. Oh god! <laughs> well, I mean, he's uh, like I said, fifteen minutes we can live with, uh, but fifty years—that's another story. It's uh, the fiftieth anniversary of hip hop, which I found strange. I mean, I, I you know we were going to talk about it last week, but uh, we need a chance. It's they say it's the fiftieth anniversary of hip hop, meaning that hip hop started in '73. And as far as I know, as far as I remember, I don't recall no hip hop in '73. Me neither. Uh, do I. I mean, you know, they're saying I guess they're crediting a, a party with with uh, was it Cool DJ Herc or somebody up in the Bronx, and he brought the turntables outside and he mixed them or whatever. I mean, I remember guys, uh, DJs, you know, spinning records you know, with a consistency like in the mid '70s or whatever, or house parties where the DJs were. We, you know, kept the music going, uh, but but really, I don't, I can't recall anybody, you know, trying to rap. I know the B boys and you know and break, you know, like even breaking and that that's that style of dancing didn't come out in no seventy three. It didn't really start to happen until uh, 78, 79. 77, 78, yeah, You know, rap came out seventy nine. Yeah, now. Uh, I- I heard the first cats on the mic in '75. Okay, because I'm I'm in height. I'm in. Hold on, wait a minute. I went. No, no, no you're right. Because '77, I went to high school. Right. So I guess it's like the first time I heard it was like '77, '78. Right. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. That's, I mean, when, that's yeah. when it first well, damn, started. How did you get to '73? What they have done, Derek? They went back to when um, DJ Kuhert the started, started this thing. Yeah, started, started DJing. The, right. Yeah, the Godfather of the wall. He yeah, was mixing, it. he was cutting beats, keeping the same beats rolling. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then as time progressed on, because he did this at a house party in up in the South Bronx. As time progressed on in 77, that's when, you know, he started going hip hop, you know, you know, with the microphone. Telling the stories, the rhyme stories. And stuff. Then by 78, it started really growing. That's when the I was up in the Polo Grounds. That's where I got to see Grandmaster Flash and all those guys in the South Bronx. And that's when they actually was rapping on the mic. Then in 79, Sugar Hill Gang came. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't understand how they got 50, unless they're going back to the day he started playing the music. Uh, that's cutting probably, the music. Yeah. That's the thing. Because it's, it's, it's not the birth of rap. It's the birth of hip-hop. So, I mean, they're saying, because hip-hop was, was the... Is the culture? Is the culture? So I get that's when those guys started doing that. That's when they deem that's when it jumped off. But I'm not a big music guy. My idea is that when you say the birth of hip hop, I'm thinking right away. I, I equate that to rap, but there there's a separation. So yeah, I mean, culturally, I mean, because then you know, then culturally they can they can claim anything. So well, graffiti, you know, but graffiti had been on the trains. Graffiti has been around since. Since the Roman Coliseum, you know, there was somebody writing their names, or, you know, drawing pictures on the walls of the Roman Coliseum, you know, 2000 years ago. I mean, and as far as graffiti is concerned, that's been like a New York staple uh, from the time from from way before I can remember, um, you know. Uh, so that really wasn't 
wasn't necessarily hip hop. And then the B boys guys dancing to to these these long breaks because again, cool cool hurt creating the idea of the break gave guys an opportunity to do break dancing. That's what they, that's exactly what it is. You're dancing during the break. And so, you know, you would have these dance battles uh, and that was certainly something unique to the, to the South Bronx. But then I think that style of, of, of DJing started to spread all over New York city. Cause I know guys in Brooklyn and I remember like, you know, well, where we live, uh, guys like flash would come to the park. You know, these guys would come, they'd set up, they'd, Open up the base of a lamp posters and use that mm-hmm. as the power source. To, you know, to, to, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. You know, I mean, engineering geniuses. I would know. I would know how to, you know, hot wire a street lamp and get power from it to run my amp. I don't know how to do. I still don't know how they did it, but they did it. And they would set up their, you know, their, their, their speakers in the park or whatever, and they would start, you know, and all of a sudden it'd be. And this is this is funny because this is in the era before social media, before you could text somebody and say, "Yo, this is happening at this location." Word of mouth. I mean, I remember like being in in, in in Linden Plaza where we lived in Brooklyn and guys would come up on the plaza and like would walk by and say, yo, Flash is in the park. I mean, almost like a town crier. Hear ye, hear ye, you know, Flash, yeah. Flash is playing <laughs> in the park. You know, I mean, and all of a sudden, you know, everybody started running over there like the Cosby kids, you know, just, you know, like in, in a cloud of dust to get to the park to see what was going on. And he'd be outside, and before you know, you had a, you had a, a block party, an impromptu block party, uh, and then guys in house parties, you know, were getting to suddenly getting two turntables uh, instead of a, you know like uh, it was a coolie high where the guy had like you know had a whole stack of records on the record player and they would drop that. <laughs> then it was like two turntables, and guys were starting to mix mix, mix music. They started buying the uh, uh, the mixing machine, the fader, cross fader, and and. Now, all of a sudden, you're having house parties with two turntables, and and we all started to know the names of the products, like, you know, the Serwin Vega speakers and the Techniques mm-hmm. turn, you know, Panasonic turntables, and everybody was doing it. And then, as you said, you started hearing guys suddenly start to do house raps, and at first it was it was the MC, the idea of the, of the master of ceremonies, uh, you know, and, and, and stand-up comedy and all, and all entertainment, there's an MC, a master of ceremonies. Johnny Carson technically is the master of ceremonies. He, you know, he brings and introduces the, the various acts. Uh, Ed Sullivan was the master of ceremonies. And in comedy, it's usually the first comedian who comes on, warms up the crowd and, and brings on on the succeeding acts. And that was that was true of these guys that were hyping the DJ. You know, the guy was, you know, trying to keep the crowd rock, trying to keep the crowd energized. And before you know it, these guys started doing these little rap stories and these, like you said, rhyme stories. And and that's that's where I saw it as as a as a young kid, uh, and then you know I guess throughout my teens, and as as you know we grew older, you started to see this 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 thing kind of uh, metastasize and grow, you know, nationally and and then internationally. Yeah, uh, and if you I remember back- the guys, they would come in with the uh, with the crates of records because they're playing vinyl, and then if you look close to the DJ the DJ station. They would have the needles because sometimes the needles would break, you know, on right. a turntable, and you got to have backup. And they have like the little, uh, it looked like it was in, a, it came like in a little sewing, uh, a in container, that yep. case, and they put the needles in there because you can't be messing around and you, you know, the party rocking 
and you down a needle. Uh-uh, that's you know, they take your stuff from you there, man. And then you mentioned <laughs> the break, you you take you mentioned the break guys. Remember they would come with like a piece of linoleum cardboard. So they could yeah, really cardboard. Right, cardboard yeah. so they could really spit around and stuff. I'm like, who walks around with this? And they set up their little station, and the next thing you know, they spinning and whirling and twirling on their heads, and you know, they look at each other and they still cross the room. Next thing you know, you got a dance battle going on there with these guys, man. It was a yep, special, special time, definitely. Yeah, because I remember when it when it started. Well, when I was up in the Polo Grounds, we used to go up to the South Bronx, and it started with Cool DJ Hurt, then Africa Bambata, right? Then you had um, River, yeah, Grand sure. Wizard Theodore, Grandmaster Flash, and what happened? Each one developed a different way of uh, cutting the records. Uh, Grand Wizard Theodore used to drop what was called dropping the needle on the beat. Flash was cutting. Um, Hurt was cutting and um, Bambada was cutting, but then they formed a rap crew around the like like as he said the MCs when the um, the Furious Five or um, who else was there out there um, the Funky Four Plus One, Cold Crush Brothers, um, the L Brothers, Fantastic um, Lloyd, Fantastic Red. So all these guys came out of the Bronx, talented rappers, and you'd be like, wow, and you listen to these guys rhyming. And they rhyme in such a beat that everybody had their own part, like it yeah. was a singing group. Mm-hmm. And it right. made it That's very exactly special. what it was. It was it, yeah. those those groups were were like a throwback to the old uh we call it the um doo-wop singers. That's essentially what it was. It was like they were like almost they were rapping doo-wop groups. That's what it was. Everybody had a little beat, they would all sing, they would all work together. There was still some semblance of of old school show business and early rap rap yeah. groups. You sure. know, where they all shared, where they all harmonized, where they try to do it all together. And it was it was it was uh um, nice. It was yeah, I mean as opposed to I mean I you know I sound now I'm gonna sound really old, but like, you know, today they don't necessarily do that. It's like some guy uh monotonously, you know, monotone droning, rapping over a, a drum track. Yeah, I mean, just, yeah, you know, you're correct, r- not even rapping, but rhyming over a drum track, you know, doing almost like slam poetry over a drum track, as opposed to these guys who were trying, like, again, because the idea was early rap was party music. You, you were there, it was there, you were there yeah. to dance. You were there to have a That's good it. time. And so these MCs were trying to get you hyped and get you up to dance and have a good time. Now these people just stand around you ever go to you know you watch these kids you know our kids they go to they just watch they stand and watch it's a it's a it's a spectator sport they're not sitting they're not saying oh let's go dance it's a spectator sport whereas back in the day you know somebody asked you like the MC would ask you to throw your hands in the air mm-hmm. right Wait, like, like you just, just okay, yeah. you know, yeah, that's what you were doing you were there for yeah. that you were there for the event you were there to be part of 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 that crowd to enjoy yourself, to dance with somebody, dance with a girl, find somebody. Uh, and now they just kind of go and they sit and they watch and You know, these guys are, like I said, you know, uh, uh, you can barely understand them. That's number one. Um, mumble, mumble music, mumble, mumble music, mumble. mumble rap, you know, but yeah, it was, it was a different vibe. And so, as you said, Keith, you had these little groups that were kind of, that kind of grew up like we did. They grew up on, on sixties entertainment. And so they were still trying to entertain and put on a show in that fashion. You Definitely. know, they tried to dress alike, you know I mean? And they tried to, you know, do their thing. And, they, you know, they would have, like I said, they were crews. So they would all 
you know, wear the same T-shirts. You know, they get T-shirts made or something, something that would distinguish Lee them. Jeans. Remember the Lee jeans, Lee right. Jeans, right? As part of that thing, right? Yeah, exactly With right. The crease. And yeah, you had you had to cut the bottom so you get the little fringe on the bottom yeah. of the lace too. You couldn't oh, have just, you God. know, whatever. So yeah, no, it was it was uh it's it was time. definitely a, a time and, and and a flavor and a feeling. And then, you know, you point out, Keith, that this thing's happened in the South Bronx and the, and the polo grounds, and it seemed like it just spread throughout New York because, you know, you know, if you figure like 1977, 78. By the time 80 rolled around, now you got, you know, uh, rappers or MCs and all the boroughs. They're coming from everywhere. I mean, we had one in our building, you know, uh, um, Super Rhymes. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Spicer. Jimmy Spicer. in our building, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. We had, we had, we had D, DJ Mr. C. He lived in the next building from us. The cat on Hot 97, he's still doing his thing. Yeah. Right. And we had... Um, well, you passed away, DJ Lance, who was prominent in oh, yeah. the throughout Lance, Brooklyn. Rest in peace. Master Queens, yeah. everybody knew. But the, what I learned was when the music used to be played in the park, we had um, Ronnie Moore was the first cat that in in Lafayette Gardens that used to bring the music out to the back of the park. And From he would have, yeah. right? He had all the kids bring the crates and records and stuff. And all <laughs> yeah, there. I almost got <laughs> right, and, and and everybody's dancing, and having a great time. It was fun. You know, you could bring your music to the park where you ain't got to worry about nobody robbing nobody, shooting nobody. They have a real nice time. Even till late into the night, you used to go right. to maybe one o'clock in the morning. It was peaceful. I almost got one of the, I guess, biggest beatings of my life for doing just that because it was a, a party. You know, you just said the kids would bring the, uh, bring the crates to the park. Remember, we supposed, remember man, we supposed, I was supposed to always be visible in front of the house, in front of the Oh, that's when you took, took, the, took the crates un- underneath the buildings on the yeah. building five side? Yeah, and when when I finally came, yeah, because when I finally came back, I'm like, "Where you been?" I was like, and that's back in the day where you can never do this. Now, I was supposed to be in front. If you go on the terrace, you better see me at either in the park or in front of the building. If if you know how a building set up, so that you know visual look. Okay, he's there because wasn't like I say I'm texting her to go someplace. So I uh, forgot. You know, our local DJ went. He was you know had his, all his crates. And instead of doing a hand cart with, you know, 17 trips, you know, a bunch of kids in their bikes riding them. Hey, you guys can't. Sure, we did that. So we did that. I came back and I, I, I was about to get in trouble, but I didn't get in trouble. Why? Because an adult asked me to do something. So I wasn't okay. being disrespectful. That's why I didn't get in trouble. Even though I, I left where I was supposed to be, that was back in the day where if an adult said, hey, listen, you know, do this, it was expected that you do it you know now you would mm-hmm. never do such a thing but i was right like now. oh so okay that's but he was dad was pissed he was you know I was about to get lit i was like i, I can't remember the damn dj's name but say hey, listen he, he, asked me, he asked me to do it i said okay and that was it but i did yeah, bring carry those crates around those uh yeah put them on your bike and carry them down there or ride them down there yeah. now y'all yeah, know no, we, i mean okay, i'm sorry you know we got a dj on on, on the show right now right oh yeah I mean, right. he, he's talking around it. You know, he 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 had his little uh, DJ equipment in my mama's uh, living room, cutting and scratching. Yes, sir. I remember. Mm-hmm. You there, big Who's fella? That? I'm here, there. I'm still here. You, know, you was do, you, you was doing your thing. You had your little small little afro on your uh, your chops for sideburns. You know, you was you was you was, big, you, was, you was big in the music. He spent all his money when we were kids on his music and his records. Man, I was like, damn, man. This is crazy. 
But that was his thing, man. That was his hobby, man. Since we were small, man. Yeah, because you Cutting remember in mean, action. What was the place, be, Dirk? Hunky Churchill Churchill Records. No, Churchill um, Appliance Store, where we went downtown and got the techniques. Downtown Brooklyn. Uh, yeah. Downtown Brooklyn. Yeah. And if you remember, remember Keith was able because we we talk about how creative he was able to turn one of the old telephones into like a uh, a headset. Remember that? Headset. Right. Yeah. yeah. I got a picture yeah. with you with that. He he's cutting and scratching, y'all. You know he's looking real serious. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I can find a picture before we uh slide off the air. No, he's this, 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 like he's real is, nice, man. <laughs> this is this is true story though. I mean, like I mean, from from the time we were kids, Keith always had. He would take his money and buy. I remember we used to go across the street to Times Square. First time, you know, we we played the the grooves off a of car wash because he went across the street and bought car wash, but you know, but but the record. And mm-hmm. it's funny, my first uh, trip back home from Virginia, I went downtown. I went. I, in fact, I came to y'all house. I went to the house, uh, and I was asking, you know, my cousin, what you know, because again, like this is what people don't understand now. What what my son would, would can't possibly fathom uh growing up you know songs were not national songs and music styles dress styles were regional yes. so new york kids look like new york kids if you went across the, just literally went across the river uh to newark uh new jersey or east or the oranges east east orange they had a different vibe they were similar to new york because they listened to new york radio they, they like they like the same sounds but their style was slightly different. Then if you went 60 miles or 70 miles south to Philly, Philly dudes was totally different. You went another, you know, 75 miles, 100 miles down to Baltimore, they were different than the dudes who were 40 miles south of them in D.C., and they were totally different from the people who lived in Richmond two hours south. So everything was regional. If you went, if you know, uh, we would go, my brother and I would go to uh, visit my aunt and my cousins in, in the Carolinas, <laughs> You know what they were listening to? I was like, "What is this? I had never heard this stuff before." <laughs> yeah, they were playing records that were like totally, totally foreign to me. So when I came back from Virginia, I was like, "Yo, I gotta, I gotta see what are they playing in New York." And I went to the house and keep, yeah, they playing this. You pull out a whole bunch, pull out a steel, like yeah, like you said, Dirk, yeah, crates. He pulled out the crates. crates. That stuff. Sure. Started spinning this, that, and the third. I was like, oh, "Okay, all right, mm-hmm. all right." I'm and taking. You know, I still have notes. crates. You know, I still have crates records. Really? Really? A whole lot. Damn. Still got them. And turntables. And we amps. Still, we made one of selling that. Get some money, man. I, I'm not selling my album. <laughs> you know, that's when you get old and you just put one one, put one album on and just let it play out. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Yeah, but Good 50 years, man. I, you know, I, so somebody asked this question for the 50 years. What name three highlights that stand out in your mind from the world of hip hop that transpired in the last 50 years. I'll start with you, Mark. Obviously rappers delight is the, uh, is my first, um, I, um, that's, that's, that's probably the biggest, I, there's so many other small things. I remember, um, Going to Howard, I guess so. It's 1987, but the big song, there was two big songs. It was uh, Salt and Pepper's Tramp, but the okay. real big song was uh, uh, P.E. Um, no, no, uh, Eric B. and Rakim. Um, I got, you know, you got soul. You got soul. Got soul. Um, okay. The, the rappers of light made me laugh because I remember dad trying to 
do that rap, which was terrible. <laughs> All right, cool. Key? Um, I would say one, it inspired me to be a DJ. Uh, Grandmaster Flash and uh, the Furious Five, when they came out with White Lines. Right. Okay. Um, what about, you know, how the drug system <laughs> was working. And then the change came when um, NWA came out and they started talking about how the police were abusing us and all that stuff. So those are the changes I see in the music that were good changes, but then the way it is now, the rap game has changed because it's not really run by black folks with a with a language, you know, they're calling our women bees and all this other stuff, which changed the game of the rap game to me, which I really don't listen to too much no more, because that's all they say. They're not telling a story, they're not telling a rhyme, they just talking shit, basically. And that's it. Yeah, I think for me, I mean, yeah, Rapper's Delight certainly, you know, and, and learning all the words from Rapper's Delight is probably uh, a seminal memory for me. But I think when I, when I really, really said, wait a second, this rap thing is is pretty hot, was Christmas rapping. Like, because remember, Rapper's Delight came out, I think, like in the summer yeah. uh, of uh, 79. But then, you know, Curtis Blow, somebody totally different, comes along. And at Christmas of the same year, and then he follows it up the next summer with uh, uh, the breaks. So <laughs> wow, that was like you know, and then Jimmy Spicer at the same time who lived in the neighborhood. I didn't, you know, he was like, yeah, they, you know, Jimmy Spicer's got a song. I'm like, what song? And there it was. <laughs> you know, wow. he made super rhymes. Yeah, super rhymes exactly. Yeah, yeah. and the yeah. bubble bunch. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, um, being it, you asked. Uh, for me, was, uh, <laughs> I was I was getting it. I mean, like, usually I go third. I don't know what the hell. I wasn't late. You know, deal with the guy. I, was late. I didn't even go in my regular spot. Okay. So the first one for me was Flash. When Flash came out with, um, and it wasn't um, White Lines. It's a party night. Everybody was uh, breaking. Super rapping. Hot, super rapping. That was the super first rapping. one. I'm like, okay, this is something different. And I also had the opportunity of seeing Charlie Chase, the Cold Cuss Brothers at my high school um, when I'm like in the 10th or 11th grade. And then after that, this is going to sound a little crazy because rap is really rolling because I'm accepting it. When the guy Eminem comes out and I'm like, this white boy can go, man. I mean, he, he's in my top five, man. I keep telling you that. This guy's there. And then when the Roots come out with the band and uh, Questlove and Thor, and then what were they on the uh, the Jimmy Kimball show and all that? They like a regular stint. I'm like, they... They they really doing it. Those three moments for me, I was like, this this is here to stay. I didn't realize it was fifty years, but I knew like this is never going away, not in our lifetime. Now I think I think I knew that it wasn't going back into the bottle with Run DMC because in fact I'll ask this yeah. question: What was the first? What was the first rap record that you purchased? You personally got? You bought? Uh, Run DMC. Tougher than leather, I think it was. Uh, My Adidas. Well, it was a cassette. Yeah, whatever okay. that. Uh, it's with the one that had it's tricky and uh, all right. those. You know, oh, whatever. Okay. That, I think it's tougher than leather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a cassette. What about you, uh, Dirk? I didn't have to. Um, my brother was a DJ, so you know. You know <laughs> all right, so Keith, then what'd you get? What was the first the, record? The first one I got was uh, Rapper's Delight, but this is the crazy part. 
after rapper after rapper's delight came out i was on the train coming from the polo ground and the guy just came out with grandmaster flash super rapping and the funky four plus one right with the girl yeah with the girl so the next day i'm down at the this Wiz. is the way we rock the house right. Show yeah. 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 Yes. Right. Okay. Right. <laughs> but there's a there's a story that a lot of people don't know after um the sugar hill gang rappers delight there was a young lady, she's a DJ in Philadelphia, her name is Lady B, came out with a record behind them. She was, she's the first female rapper that ever was out. Lady B. Lady B? Lady what did B. she sing? Uh, I don't remember the song, but uh, she came in right after the Sugar Hill Gang. And then that's mm. when Flash and the rest of them came on. So Right, because yeah. it was Sugar Hill Records. I mean, Sylvia, well, uh, Sylvia. Sylvia Robinson. Robinson was robbing all them kids. She was doing the, <laughs> the remember, remember the uh, the Temptations movie that the first manager they had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was Sylvia Robinson. That was that was exactly what she did. She was getting them on that on that label and, and taking that money. I mean, I'm trying the first. I think I might have had a copy of Rappers Delight. I don't recall, but I do remember purchasing uh, the King of Rock. Uh, run the MC. Uh, I think that was. I mean, because I, I'm, I'm trying to think if I had, if I bought it. I don't recall. I don't even think I had Jimmy Spice's song. Um, and I, I certainly didn't. I mean, um, I mean, I like Flash. I mean, like the message. Um, certainly, you know, when it, when that came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, uh, certainly White Lines. New York, New York. Uh, Freedom was probably the Freedom. first. That's uh, a party um, song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, uh, Flash song that I think I probably owned. Um, but yeah, I, rem- I distinctly remember, and I, I can tell you where I got it. I got it at the Wiz because you know nobody beats the nobody Wiz. Beats the Wiz. <laughs> right down it, right down there on uh on um on yeah, uh, Fulton Street. Fulton, exactly. Fulton, yeah. Right, because they had the Wiz and um, Jimmy Music World. Jimmy's Music World, right there. Right. Yeah, right, right downtown Brooklyn. I mean, yeah. so yeah, I mean, and you know, we're we're talking about it because we lived it, and you know, and again, somebody oh. says fifty years. I, I, you know, I have to push back on the time, but certainly uh, from say seventy seven on, you know, when I was, you know, you go in the house parties and there's a DJ and there's somebody, you know, trying to you know, grab the microphone and rap. And I remember like, you know, it's certainly in 1978, 79. And, and I think again, after like, after rappers delight, I think there was a kind of an explosion because kids kind of, you know, all across the country yeah. heard it mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and everybody was trying to rap. Just like when the, when the fat boys came out, I, I remember hearing a <laughs> thousand kids trying to beatbox, uh, mm-hmm. you know, even though it had been done by others, but they were like, you know, just, just, the guys that kind of made it, made it a thing. Uh, but, but when rappers delight came out, you know, it, it kind of exploded. You started to see it everywhere. Blondie. Yeah. She was hanging yeah. out. Uh, Debbie Harry's doing Harry. rap. I'm like, what the hell right. is going with on Fab, here? With Fab Five, Fab Five Freddy. Five Freddy. Freddy yeah. 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 Right. And, uh, you know, and, and they'll talk about, I think I, I saw it on the show, but it's true. Like somebody made the point that when you saw, Fred Flintstone and Barney Rubble wearing the Kango hats and the gazelles <laughs> selling fruity pebbles. You knew it was here to stay. I mean, it was, it, it, you know, it, it had been, you know, a, a thing. Like, you know, we talk about Kanye and Yeezys, you know, being backed by Adidas, but but Run DMC, 
sure. had a deal, had a sneaker deal. He's Get a rapper yeah. that had a sneaker deal with Adidas. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they were getting some money from Gazelle, and I'm sure they were probably getting uh, something, you know, whether it was officially or formal, um, by by Kango to where to create and to maintain that look. You know, I mean, they were like the first true, I want to say, rock and roll star rappers. You know, and I'm not, yes. I'm not saying that their rap stuff was better than anybody else's. I'm just saying that they were the first um, rock and roll star rappers where they were not just doing small theaters and arenas. These guys are actually doing stadium appearances. Um, and, and, you know, that's, that's insane, you know, and, and the same is true, you know, as, as, as things went on, you know, you're talking about them and then the next evolution and you have, like I said, you have, uh, uh, Grandmaster Flash and then these guys come along. There's a, there's a, there's the, there's the pre-run DMC and there's post-run DMC. So you had, like you said, the Funky Four Plus, uh, uh, one and, you know, Grandmaster Flash and those guys, you had individual rappers, uh, you know, uh. And, all across the board. Yeah. And I think but that's when, where the excuse me, Anthony, I think that's where the rap game got lost when everybody started to be individual instead of being, as you said earlier, you know, as a group or as a team, where you had the different mixture of, of the rhymes. Now you just have one guy, he, he throws a couple of verses, throw a hook, and it got a beat behind it. And that's basically what it is. But they're getting paid millions and millions of dollars off the back of these guys who created this stuff that actually made it mm-hmm. what it is, you know, where these guys were able to take off and make it a little something different. Oh yeah. No, I mean like, you know, I mean, it's, it's true of, of any industry, you know, whether we're talking about basketball players or football players, baseball players or, or any entertainment field. I mean, but certainly, you know, rap artists today, you know, where you have, you know, and I'm, I'm not trying to shade anybody, but a Nicki Minaj or, or Drake or these guys are making mega millions. Yeah. Millions of dollars. <laughs> um, and off of their music and everything else, but that, but they're making that money based on the, on the foundation laid by these guys who, who, you know, never way. made that kind of money, who, who never, I mean, you know, and, and, and the world of hip hop is, filled with with rapper names and songs and everything else that were were highly successful and they were underground hits and they were playing the clubs but these guys never made that kind that level of money where you know as, as you said like a drake or somebody i'm just using drake i mean I, there's, there's other people out there who are, who are you know making uh tons and tons of money uh and i couldn't tell you what they sing um, <laughs> that's true you know, so but yeah, it's it it's it is it is kind of a, a testament to how long this thing has been around. And again, I you know, as you said, I didn't think that the conversation uh, about rap or hip hop or c- the culture would last fifty years. Mm-hmm. Just think about what you're saying. Fifty years, whether you give a uh, cool DJ Hurt out of the out of the South Bronx credit for the first you know, uh, cut demonstration uh, or uh, music mixing demonstration or not, you know, 1973. Let's just say, I mean, for argument's sake, I'm going to say for, for, for my, for my memory, for my, you know, having lived it, um, we're talking about mid 70, mid late seventies, where you started to see uh, that music become something where, where um, 
music and music breaks because again you, you got to think about this it's not just the music uh breaks but the songs that they used for the music breaks i mean like dump drummer's beat you know and all of these songs uh, love is the message um james all a bunch of james brown the big payback everybody had all the james sure, brown, brown stuff oh, yeah, right sure. <laughs> They made games. a lot of money off the. You made a lot, a lot of money. Really? No, they, they didn't pay him. They didn't pay him. No, well, after no, after a while they had to pay him. They had um, to, but initially he, they, they, you know, they were. That's what Prince was saying. That's why he didn't never. He never wanted to release any of his music for for a rap track because they were not paying him. Because the idea, remember, they said they they you know even though they were doing it. You know, like Puffy said, I'm not, you know, we're sampling the music. We're not using the music. It's just a little tiny taste. You can't, you can barely identify them. We're running it back and spinning it, you know, and, loops and, and, all and looping yeah. it. So the idea of sampling, that's what, that's what they call it. That's what the industry call it. We're sampling so you don't have to pay the artist for his music. Oh, that ain't fair. Uh, okay. Yeah. So that's why James never got, I think, I think James said, James Brown said the only person that really paid him uh, for his music, I think, was MC Hammer. Wow, I would think. Uh, well, then again, he is from New York. Eric B would have, because he used a lot of James. A lot of, there. of course, yeah, yeah, man. Dang, what the hell? Is These going guys on? didn't pay him. They called. Uh, I remember reading the articles. They called it sampling. If you're just sampling sam- the music, just a little bit. yeah, we're just taking a snippet and we're making a loop. So how can you claim this is your song? We're turning it, and they, the bullshit was we're turning it into something different. But it was easily recognizable as James exactly. Brown's music. That's it, you know. Everybody, you know, that's, that's in fact, you know, Chuck D says it like in uh, you know, nineteen eighty nine, another summer, sound of a funky drum of the funky drummer was a song, right. was a James Brown song. You 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 name checking the song. Now I believe Chuck D was aware, and I believe that they did work uh, make sure that that James got paid. But James Brown got sampled to death, and and a lot yeah. of people did not pay him. Damn, oh, you know, man. which is yeah. Which Sorry, is, James, I did sample uh, "Funky Drummer." <laughs> One, two, three, four. <laughs> Everybody played that. Everybody played that joint, man. Damn, yeah, so uh, hit off. okay. Yeah, Sorry, so James. he he definitely did, he didn't see his uh he didn't see the money he should have seen, you know, which gotcha. is why he was still the hardest working man in show business. She had to go out there and work. You still have to work. Are you still on on these people's lawn? Are you going to get the old man and move on to something else that's not old man shit again? Oh, what are you waiting for? You guys. guys like the oldest podcast in the world. Hey, they laid the the foundation. We all. That's that's fine. (laughs) They laid the foundation. You're the one in denial. I'm old. I, I, I fully accept it. Get off my and Keith, line. Hey, embrace those it. Those whippersnappers, they're making money off of like, oh, no kidding. Hey, Everybody does. Keith, you see yeah. what happened when you don't check, folks? They, <laughs> every every show, this guy is stepping on. He's a habitual lie stepping this guy. <laughs> now he's in the room. Keith, this cat just interrupt the show. Like, yo, supervisor, what up, man? You need to do what you need to do. Yo, man, you need to deal with this cat, man. Turn his mic off in a minute. That's what I'm talking about. Shut his mic off. Shut his mic off. That's next Oldest level podcast. stuff, there, Back man. in my day, yeah. Like, oh, this. my. <laughs> Mic's off. Now you can't say nothing. Now you just sit there. <laughs> oh, my God. Damn. I'm afraid mm-hmm. of you, man. Can't turn it back on. Wait a second. Handle your business, man. Handle your business, man. Handle your business. Uh, I actually did it by accident. Now I can't turn it back on for real. I <laughs> <laughs> you did that for me. Uh, no, I did. Yeah. Now he's back. Yeah. Oh, I my turn God. my own mic on. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, this is love, man. This is what we do. This, this is, is family. Thing. 
Things need to be resolved. There's family business that no, needs you guys to be resolved. The alarm is like you know, back in my no, no, no. Like, okay. no, what, what, so what, what, what exactly we're talking about the we, fifty years of rap? So we got to talk well, about. Initially, it. I get it because we we're trying to essentially like why did why is seventy three the line of demarcation for the fifty years of rap? Because we all thinking it's it was a few years late seventies, yeah, like seventy eight, seventy nine. But what everybody's been saying is 50 years of rap and we couldn't figure out why but right. actually you know what i keep saying that wrong it's 50 years of hip-hop right yeah it's not so but my no, mind but- is 50 years of rap and i I'm, I'm conflating the two terms but it just seemed like um well i think in terms of the culture though in terms of hip-hop culture the biggest uh because it used to be uh rap graffiti and dancing, right? right. Breakdancing. Those, those, are three the three, those, those are the three legs of the of the hip-hop triad. And so of the three legs, you know, the only one that's being celebrated is rap. The only one that's still kind of... I mean, because if, if you take your spray paint can out there, they're not going to... There's nobody going to be like, you know, screaming your name, go, go Keith, go Keith. <laughs> if you have to go with a spray can on the side of the wall, they're going to call the cops, you know? So yeah. that's not going to happen. And I don't know any 50-year-old break dancers out there, you know, they'd be breaking their hips if they were trying to be on that on that uh, cardboard spinning on the street uh, on their head right now. So even that, I mean, even though you see it like on these TikTok dances, it's, it's funny because a lot of these TikTok dances are are reminiscent of old breaking style. So they they that that hip hop dance I'm putting in, in air quotes because I can't stand the stand the sound of, of that hip hop dance has really become something uh, that the white kids can do now on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, now you got to think but, back. Remember they had two movies that were out, which was called Wild Style and Beat Street. That right. came from, as they say, the hip hop culture that started everybody and, and Crush Groove too. I forgot about that. Those Crush three. Groove, yeah, right. yeah, and that's. You know, people started watching. So as we were saying, it expanded through the United States and even across the seas. Everybody want to be a rapper now or a DJ. Right. Because we had Money Love, Money Love coming from England. I mean, once it once you reach there, you know, all of a sudden now, you you know, people, have, as they've always done, they've, they've brought uh, black music back to us. In fact, I, I've, I've made this statement before and I'll say it again uh, while we're here. Um, the America's greatest export is black culture. Period. America's greatest export is black culture. Agreed. Uh, style of dress, style of speech, style of music, uh, our athletic prowess. Our greatest export is black culture. And so our music, when it, whether it was rock and roll or rap, you know, went over, went to Europe and now it's come back to us in different forms. I mean, you know, uh, what's that song? Jump Around. I mean, these are Irish kids, you know, doing rap. So, you know, it, it's certainly that. Uh, you know, and yeah, and I'm, 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 I, 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 I know, Mark, that the music that the that that artists today are making far more money than than artists fifty years ago, or forty five years ago, or thirty five years ago, twenty five years ago. They're making a far, far more money because I guess the 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 uh, the market has expanded in a way that they can get paid. But I also think that a lot of the product. Is not nearly as good, and I'm not talking about just me, you know, taste changing. I'm just saying that uh, uh, there are no longer musicians involved in in the, in the making of this music. Yep, everything is done by machines, drum machines, sound effect machines. Not live. Dead now. Listen to you three. Yeah, 
Just speaking the truth. I got big old hey, brown spots in my grass when you three. Oh yeah. Hey Mark, you you notice I stopped talking after you you checked your, the supervisor. I am like, <laughs> I don't want to get checked. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go I'm like, grass seed and fertilizer. You old ass people. Oh my you know, you know, boss man, you need to deal. You know, with the insubordination, man. You know, nah, you know, get, see, it's gonna I, get I, rampant I, you, in a little while. It's gonna be rampant. You gotta understand. You have to understand, my brother. My brother's in denial. My brother, we we go out to eat. My brother can't read the menu because he can't see, but he refuses. No, 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 no. Refuses he, to buy a pair of glasses. No, this is what I'm dealing would, with. So, so, so this the rest of the that. The only difference yeah. in between what you're saying and what, what happens is confirmed by my eye doctor is that is light is the difference. It's not the it's not the font size. It's the absence of light that I don't have. So therefore, nobody I, can see in the dark unless you're no, a vampire. No, I mean, no, what you talking about? <laughs> It's, it's dimly lit restaurants, so all so I put the light on to see. I don't, but there's no reason for me to get glasses at this point because why have something else I got to carry around? And it's not to the point where I need them to drive, to work, or to read. So I bet you see a whole new world if you bought them glasses. You know, I'm, I'm good. I'm st- I'm still I'm still functioning, and when I, when I need glasses, I will get glasses. But then I get somebody who- like you with no glasses. Until I went to the movies and couldn't see a goddamn but thing. We were, I kept saying it had to do with the lighting. And no, nah, hey, my old son didn't get glasses. But then again, we talking about as as my old brother. Remember, you guys sent those pictures of him in his uh his his Malcolm X glass. He's been blind for a while. <laughs> so for him to act, act act as if I suddenly, you know, uh, Mr. Magoo is far from it. All I'm saying is, this is what we're dealing with. We're dealing with somebody who's is in a bit of a denial about you know about his age. You don't want to acknowledge, you know, it's why he's out there. Fifty four. I am doing the uh, best I can. Yeah, and things yeah, are AARP hurt. ready. That's what I'm saying. So just just own it. Just own it. Right, no. What do you mean no? You get it at fifty. Yeah, I know when you get it. I'm not doing it. Why? Oh, see, that's what I'm saying. There you go. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Why you 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 earned that? It. So you earned it. I get, I get discounts through other things, better discounts in some regards. I, I'm I'm perfectly fine you, with my, my discounts. You know. Yeah. So as you can see, the Nile is <laughs> like said, just a river. My grass is Egypt. brown as hell. Listen, you three old ass men talk about standing on the ground. Young kids nowadays and their rap music, and I was like, okay, oh, here, there you go, <laughs> the oldest podcast in history. And we are. We collectively, the four of us, the folk, yeah, in the words of Moses like Malone, four, 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 four. Before we cut out, man. Uh, did you guys hear this story about this woman uh, in Alabama? Um, oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, Carly Russell. Um, is a, I just give some background. Uh, a young woman. Uh, is driving home. This is the story that 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 that's been you know I guess you know propagated. Woman is driving home. She sees a toddler by the side of the road. She's on the phone. She's on the phone. She's on a phone call. I guess with her mom. She gets out of the car. Uh, you hear the phone drop, and the girl goes missing. And then uh, I guess it's like Friday or whatever. And then. Apparently, a couple of nights ago, Sunday night, yep. she shows up at her mom's house. And so now the story is is really, really convoluted. And I guess initially the story, because there is a thing going on in America right now. That there's, there's a new movie out 
I forget the title of the movie, but it's like it's getting rave reviews about human trafficking. Um, big time. I think John, because because uh, yeah, because he's uh, I forget the name of the movie, but it's it's big time. Uh, it's about human trafficking, and there is something going on in America where where, where a lot of people are missing, especially uh, young migrants uh, who are coming up from from the south who are being captured and sold and and forced into sex trades or sold overseas to be uh, slaves, whatever. We don't know. But there is definitely human trafficking happening in here, and, and they're warning young women. You know, I'm constantly seeing on social media, they're telling women, if you see, you know, a tissue in the door handle of your car, don't touch it, don't move it with your hands or whatever, because... Um, uh, you know, it could be laced with with a, a drug that'll you know enter through your skin and cause you to pass out. At which point you'll be, uh, as Liam Neeson said, taken. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm not making light of it. I'm just saying there is a lot going on, and they're telling women to to be mindful. The movie, yeah, thanks, Mark. The movie is called Sound of Freedom, uh, with Jim uh, Caviezel. Yeah, as a federal agent who takes on uh, child traffickers, and it's, it's that's in the movies right now. That's in the movies right now, but it, even that movie is causing controversy because, you know, I mean, the QAnon crowd is saying it's whatever, uh, but it, it is about that. And so with that as the backdrop, when this young woman, when this young woman, uh, Carly Russell, goes missing right away, we're into the, oh, man, this, 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 is, this young black woman is the victim of human trafficking. Now, she may have been, but the story I don't even know what the, I don't even know what to do within on, on terms of our, our you know podcast because again she 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 showed back up and the parents are saying and, and her boyfriend are insisting that something happened uh, but we don't know what happened how it happened where it happened when it happened uh, 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 what the nature of the story is and they're saying it's been investigated crazy and it's yeah it's just something really really uh, wild so. Yeah, I know when they said when they went to the scene, they found her car with the hazard lights on, the keys were still in it, her cell phone was there, because that's how they was able to track it with the with you know, pinging it. And then they said she left her wig. That kind of threw me. I'm like, well, why would she take her wig off? And, you know, it's it's, it's something something may add up. I'm hoping that the young girl is okay. Um that she didn't have some sort of um mental breakdown. Because if you listen to the story, they never see said that they heard the toddler. They heard her say, I see a toddler in the road. You follow what I'm saying? Right. But right. they never heard the baby, which makes sense because you can't hear the baby if she's driving, but that's something that she saw and it might have caught her attention and you know, hopefully she didn't black out and somebody didn't try to take advantage of her, man. That sister's in my prayers, man. Yeah, it's just it's, uh, to your point, Derek, I, it's, I, I don't even know what the story's about. The story's evolving, I guess. Uh, by the next time we 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 get together and, and chop it up, uh, there'll be some answers somewhere somehow. Uh, but it is interesting. But I, I I think again we'll use the platform the way we we always do. We try to you know entertain, but our other I think mission is to inform. You know, it's again it's a show about black men of a certain vintage, a certain age, Mark. Who share their thoughts on the world as we see it from where our vantage point is. I'm just getting back to resoiling, resoiling <laughs> my, my, my lawn and you trying to drive me back in. Hey, before now, we now, leave, now, guys, I okay. you know um, one of Mark's co worker passed away, Alicia Finch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's Finch. Yeah. yeah. And my mother loved her. She yeah. Said, oh, okay. You know, as the, a weather woman. 
And yeah. we like to send our condolences out to her and her family, I mean, to her family yeah. on the untimely loss of her. Good call, that, Keith. That was, yeah, that one was my yeah. girl. Um, we and, talked all the time. We that was my girl. And I got I got one last call before we um we wrap oh. it up, you know. <laughs> just when well, I thought I was out. Nah, yeah. just when I thought I was out. Nah, they you try to skip here. over this. There's a photo floating oh, around God. a baby girl. There's a new baby girl in DP's life. Kiki Palmer. Oh, I'm probably getting some trouble about this, but you know, it is what it is. Kiki is a, a, a an incredible actress, um, as the supervisor uh, stated in the pregame warm-up. That's why I'm glad I'm surprised he didn't bring her up because we had a conversation about this. Is that she's that the next actress, you know, they're just trying to figure out what we're gonna do with her, and boom, her career is really at the next level. But she really has an incredible career now. Anyway, uh Kiki Palmer uh has a baby daddy. And the baby, her and the baby got, you know, they got a daddy, you know, baby together. And they they in love, I guess. But remember, Kiki is the breadwinner of the family. She's she's holding it down with the dough. Well, anyway, Usher, who is a famous uh, artist, and anytime he touches a woman, she gets pregnant, is doing a residency, uh, I guess, in Vegas where he does his show. And Kiki decides to show up and the picture's floating up, floating around. With a, like it's like a cat suit. Am I am I right, Anthony? Like a cat suit with a booty out? I, I would say it's a cat cat suit. Yeah, it's. it's very, yeah. I mean, I mean, from the picture that you saw, did you see a booty with the cat suit? What what what, what, do you, what did you see? I would say yes. That she she's uh two was it revealing cheeks to the wind? Okay, uh, cheeks to the wind. It, okay, 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 cheeks to the wind. And, and what happens is, you know, she she's uh you know, and I understand she's in show business, but we gotta know. Who's on the other side of sh- that's Usher? You can't play with Usher like that. Usher's about that life when it comes to the honeys. So you know she comes up and they're you know you know you know wiggling you know just having a great old time. But meanwhile, the baby daddy's home watching the baby, and then he tweets <laughs> out about how you know you know you you're a mother now and uh, you know you can't be showing off those cheeks you know, to everybody, then Kiki tweaks, well, you said I look good when I left. So that's coming from the breadwinner. She's letting them know you need to keep your mouth closed. You know, whether <laughs> I, whatever I wear is what I wear. But <laughs> I want to commend the young man because he's saying, if this is my woman, I don't need you parading what you and I have going on outside of the house, especially with Usher, because Usher definitely is the baby bump king we all know that. Him, no, Nick Cannon is Usher falling right yeah, behind. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. Right. Nick Cannon Nick is, is and then, you know, they hang out together. They're doing the same thing. But she's saying, and I get it, this is all show business in her world. This is all this is. is for the show. Get likes. You know, keep me out there because I'm getting ready to really take off. You know, so you need to keep your mouth closed, you know, because she kept it real plain and simple. She didn't really want to go off, you know, um, you know, with him being the man of the house. But I thought, the picture, I mean, damn, as Anthony said, I want to be real clear. He said this. That baby, that baby, after that baby, that, that child done filled out. I'm like, God damn, I ain't no Kiki had all that. You know, am I am I right for saying that, Anthony? You did say that? No, I, I, I absolutely you stuttering. Yeah, you stuttering. You did uh, say that. No, right? I'm not stuttering. Don't it's shy a away from this. From, be a part it's of this. A quote, it's a quote from my better half who said that uh Kiki 
filled out as a result of of her pregnancy. Her pregnancy did her a world of good because you know so some pregnancies can ruin a better half. some some pregnancies can ruin a body. Some pregnancies are like milk and does a body good. That's what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> so so Kiki in her great. case, she yeah, she looks great. she looks outstanding. And again, she's a she, this young lady for for people who are not familiar with her. I think she was a killer to be as yes. a child actress, and she's been. They are really, really. She's she's she is the next it girl. They haven't figured out a vehicle, as Derek was saying, a vehicle that's really, really able to demonstrate all of her talents. Because she's she's a brilliant, uh, she's brilliant off the cuff. So she'd be great at a radio show. She'd be great at hosting her own talk show. She'd be great in a sitcom. She'd be great in a drama. What if she'd be great if they just wanted to sing? She's like that old school. Uh, multi-talented uh sammy davis like uh ability to to do just multiple things at a high level so she goes to this concert and and her husband should relax because i'm boyfriend, sure Kiki, boyfriend. Ain't her, boy, boyfriend. her boyfriend her, her, her baby daddy should relax because i'm sure kiki is is on a much sharper tip than to let Usher hit Usher smash because Usher is giving herpes, not just babies. He's giving babies <laughs> and, and sexually transmitted diseases <sighs> to a lot of these women. And that's a known thing. And I'm not I'm not talking out of turn. And I don't know Usher and will probably never meet Usher. But if I if I meet Usher, I'm not drinking no drink after him. We're not <sighs> doing shots together because uh, <laughs> Usher is passing on the hurt. So oh, uh, you know, yeah, she's there. She she's certainly aware that she's on the camera. She's certainly aware people are watching her and they're mm-hmm. watching him. And she says, okay, I'll play into the show. But, you know, the husband was at home with the baby all in his feelings. And, you know, again, yeah, would I, you know, would I want my old lady out there in the streets like that? Probably not. Exactly. But if my old lady is out there and, and show business is our thing and that's how I met her, um, then you got to just take, take, take it all. That's, 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 mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I, I mean, I'm supporting Kiki. I like Kiki, but I like the fact that her man did try to step up a little bit. If, you know, even though he's not, he's not the real breadwinner. I, you know, he did like you look, ma. You know, we a family. You know, he's he's trying to be supportive, but you know, you know who Usher. You you know, keep that just for me, ma. But you know, it's it's going to be it's it's real. You know, tough around that crib right about now because she's looking at him. This nigga over here talking is running his mouth. When the last time he bought some juice up in his joint, man, and I ain't giving him the money. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> you know, so he got a tough one. He's a tough one. He's a tough one. Hey, hey Dirk, in the famous words of the Furious Five, she's making money. Make, making money. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, oh, and the booty was shaking. Damn. I hope your better so. half know who said that. <laughs> I said it. Listen. In case you're not, in case you're confused about who said what, make sure you listen to the podcast every <laughs> single week. If you hadn't up subscribed, please make sure you subscribe. Anywhere you get your podcast, you can get us uh, any p- platform at all. If you don't want to look for a platform, ask Alexa to play Power to the People. You can find us anywhere. Pandora, if you got a new car, you got Pandora in the car, make sure Pandora is playing Power to the People. Make sure you log on and sign up. Find us on social media at Facebook, Power to the People on Facebook. Uh, you can still, still, as as we speak, as as we as we tape today, find us on Twitter at Power to the Peeps, P O W E L L, the number two, the letters D A P E E S P E E. 
P.S. Pile to the Peeps on Twitter. Uh, you can find us all on Instagram. You may find us soon on Threads, and you may actually see us at some point in the future uh, live uh, <laughs> as we go to video, but not right now until uh, some people get back in their next vacation. Uh, we will see you then. Uh, peace. Peace. Peace.